Welcome to Euractive Tech Brief Podcast. My name is Alina Klaasen, your technology reporter. This week, we look at EU startup protection regulation, the GDPR, and its enforcement. For an overview on all things technology in the EU, sign up to our free newsletter or visit the website euractive.com. This is Euractive's Tech Brief Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Raffaele Salone. He is the founding and managing partner of Studio Legale Salone in Milano, Italy, and specialized in data privacy law, IT contracts, e-commerce and internet law and regulation. Previously, Mr. Salone worked for IBM. Our second guest today is Thomas Duhr. He is vice president of the German Digital Economy Association, BVDW, and responsible for the areas of data, technology, politics, and international affairs. We are here to talk about the EU um, General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR, and its enforcement before we have a look at the automotive industry and Germany as an example to discuss the recent adoption by the German Federal Cabinet of the new national data strategy. The EU General Data Protection Regulation came into effect in 2018 and prohibits the processing of sensitive personal data, including the political opinions, sexual orientation and religious beliefs. The regulation also aims to entitle individuals to know which of their data is being used and for what purpose. So I would like to dive into that by asking Mr. Salone, what is your general taking on the GDPR? And have you seen a change in Italy since it was put into effect five years ago? Well, uh, first of all, uh, good morning and thank you for inviting me. Uh, uh, answering your question is, uh, is not very easy. In general, yes, I think that there is a uh, wider uh, perception of the importance of uh, protecting personal data. Although this is true for certain companies, uh, and, and I'm talking especially of the retail companies and uh, uh, the distribution areas. Uh, there are other areas where uh, I am not sure that there is the same attention and the same, uh, uh, the same perspective towards data privacy. And um, uh, I, am, I'm, I have to say the automotive industry is one of them. It has never been touched by uh, no uh, data protection authority. Uh, no one has ever uh, seen or trying to uh, dwell into what they're doing with the uh, data that they collect about their customers. And it's one of those gray areas that still remains. Uh, so in general, I think that the attitude towards uh, data protection has improved in Europe, definitely. Uh, in sp specific areas, I'm not sure that there, there is the same attention that I've seen in other areas. That I think it's my, my position at this point. And Mr. Duhr, why is a harmonization between the GDPR and e-privacy directive, for example, important? And how has the GDPR impacted Germany and the digital economy? Let me first say, uh, well, I'm not a lawyer, so several of my uh, comments that you may hear now are, may not be uh, that accurate as Mr. Salonis uh, notions may be. But uh, when we go back a little bit to the GDPR thing, uh, uh, the GDPR stuff uh, has been 
quite an important development uh, in the last decade. Uh, but nevertheless, we see that several of those things aren't harmonized as they should have been. We, when you take a deeper look at the digital economy, uh, you can see that the GDPR as well as is not built for the whole approach in digital. For example, GDPR and the e-privacy regulation should have been and are supposed to complement each other. But unfortunately, we did not reach that goal or the European Commission did not reach that goal. So uh, the e-privacy regulation did not reach the goal. It did not come in effect. And this creates now more legal uncertainty as all have expected. So when you focus on the context in digital, in several, at least any European Union country, the national law is based on some principles that are coming from the privacy directives that had been negotiated in 2009. The result is uh, that we have a devil's cycle uh, in interpretations because the national lawmakers and the national authorities have that issue that they have to solve several of those questions that are well, implemented in the GDPR, uh, have to solve that by looking at something that had been negotiated in 2009, that has been implemented in national laws in different ways. For example, in Germany, several things in 2021. And we have seen the European regulators a bit looking at that solution and the result as far as we can see it from Germany is that several of those things that have been intended to be regulated by the e-privacy regulation you can now find in different other legal areas whether it's the Digital Services Act whether it's the Digital Markets Act whether it's the EMFA, the European Media Freedom Act, and others. From the German perspective, and that's what our view is, that we describe it as uh, the so-called Wimmelbild. Uh, not quite sure how uh, to uh, explain it in English, what it does mean, Wimmelbild. I do believe it's... Uh, well, a, a picture of busy people running around. And this is the unfortunate situation as we do see it by now. And could you give a particular example about what you mentioned with digital uncertainty in how you see it from a legal perspective of what you've just mentioned beforehand? Do you have a particular example? I, I, I do believe what we what we can't see uh, is, is when you, especially looking at that cookie banner, uh, uh, topics and cookie banner principles or when you uh, look at the different understanding what uh, PII data so 
doesn't mean. And the, the understanding of that, what uh, uh, potentially PII data is, differs from, I do believe, more or less country to country. Uh, and especially in Germany, when you look at uh, the regulatory setup in Germany, uh, where we do not have a centralized uh, data protection authority within Germany. So the result is, uh, or within Germany, uh, within 18 different responsible data protection authorities that all may go for their own interpretation. Uh, and they are doing it. Uh, so there is still, and, and the result is uh, that we do not reach this harmonization uh, all over the European Union as it had been intended. The result somehow is different interpretations of law in different regions within Europe and the overall goal is not reached. Uh, a harmonized approach uh, by the European Union. Well, thank you so much for the elaboration. Now, Mr. Lezalone, would you agree with these challenges and do you see additional challenges that you would like to highlight on the topic of the GDPR enforcement? Uh, yes. Uh, first of all, I have to say, well, the opposite of, uh, as uh, uh, Thomas, uh, uh, as uh, Durwa has just said, uh, I'm a lawyer. Uh, so I have a different perspective from uh, from this uh, uh, from this standpoint, uh, but I tend to agree with what he said. Uh, it seems to me that the EU is doing a significant effort in trying to come to a uh, regulation on something which is completely new and is going to basically change the world as we know it. Uh, think about the uh, artificial intelligence, for example, but is taking a piecemeal approach. And it reminds me of uh, what has happened in the United States. The United States do not have a privacy law as such as we know it, okay? But they have 28 different laws which basically touch on privacy. Okay, so you have an approach which is completely, completely, uh, you know, uh, bits and pieces, if you want. Uh, uh, the risk that we're running in Europe is, uh, is about the same. Uh, think about the uh, AI regulation, the artificial intelligence regulation. There is already a part of uh, regulation in the GDPR, you know in the section that basically talk about, uh, you know, automatic processing decisions and things like that. And there is no real harmonization with the, uh, with the provision which are in the uh, proposed uh, artificial intelligence regulation. And the same is also for, uh, the, you know, the Digital Services Act and, you know, and all the, 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 the digital part of, of, uh, of uh, the European regulation. So from my point of view, the risk that we are running is to have uh, not only different uh, approaches in, in, in different legislation, in different, uh, sorry, in different uh, geographies, but also uh, different approaches uh, if one looks at the overall picture, because I'm not sure that uh, who has uh, been drafting all these laws 
as as a general view. The 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 uh, the British say <clears throat> you're you're looking at the tree and you're not seeing the forest. Uh, it seems to me that we are basically in in the same situation. Uh, it every legislation takes a little piece of it, but the overall picture does seems to be a little bit unclear. And uh, I agree uh, with uh, Mr. Dewar on this. Uh, I think it's uh, it, it's going to, it, it may be a problem. Also, because we are talking about markets that are still going to increase, still going to grow. <clears throat> if you think about the, uh, again, the uh, artificial intelligence, it's a market which is going to explode in the, like, in the next uh, 10 years. So it's very important to set rules which are easy to understand and are, uh, you know, the same and applied in a consistent way all over Europe. Otherwise, it's going to be it's going to be uh, very difficult to to uh, to regulate this uh, this new markets. And given the recent Mozilla study, which revealed that 25 major car brands violate consumer privacy dynamics, I was wondering if you could elaborate on the dynamics in the automotive industry in particular. There have been several industries which have been uh, investigated by uh, local uh, authorities. Uh, banks, uh, insurances, uh, digital services, uh, and uh, retail. Um, for example, in Italy, there's been a uh, significant uh, uh, series of investigation on retail uh, providers, uh, big retailers, and on uh, telecoms. Uh, these are the industries that have been uh, touched by the regulators, uh, whereas at the same time, a large industry like the automotive industry seems to have been uh, completely neglected. And uh, uh, I was thinking this morning, uh, coming to work, how many years ago uh, we started using uh, uh, navigators in our cars? And the navigators gives a clear indications of a number of things because they tell us where we are, where we go. Uh, so everybody, or, you know, if you start analyzing the data, you will find out uh, what are our preferences uh, in, in terms of what shops uh, we are going to, uh, what uh, movies or what uh, shows we like, uh, where are the restaurants, uh, when uh, we take vacation, You know, all this sort of things. Now, all this data, where do they go? Who uses them? I have bought a car mm, three years ago. Uh, I haven't seen any information about it. I haven't seen any bit of information. I've seen the usual stuff about, you know, we are going to, since you're our customer, we are going to use your data because you're our customer. But where do this data go? It's something that it's absolutely forgotten. And no uh, data protection authority seems to have focused on, on something of this kind. Uh, I've been studying quite a bit the uh, evolution of uh, the automotive industry and uh, specifically uh, specializing on uh, automated cars, you know, the, the, the cars of the future, the vehicles of the future, the one that uh, will drive on their own. There's a number of issues on that point uh, which have not been uh, resolved at all. Now, fortunately for us, 
uh, although, uh, you know, prediction in 2016, uh, people said that the automot uh, automated cars would be on the market since uh, uh, the beginning of the, of the 20s. Uh, we are far away from there for one simple reason, uh, because uh, the network today is not capable of handling all the data that will flow from automated cars to through the network to who knows whom, okay? So uh, since uh, 5G is uh, probably not strong enough and not uh, uh, stabilized enough, uh, this has uh, slowed down the introduction of automated cars. Otherwise, we would have had a tremendous problem from uh, the privacy point of view, because nobody has uh, ever touched on this uh, issue and in no way, uh, which is very, very strange in, from my point of view. Uh, there has been a document from uh, the ethical point of view. In 2017, the German government had a, uh, an ethical committee who reviewed uh, a number of issues from the ethical point of view but nobody has reviewed anything from the data protection point of view. This is quite strange, actually. So uh, I'm, I'm a bit concerned about this because it uh, seems to be a, a free flight zone where uh, nobody is, uh, is entering and uh, where everybody can do basically what they want. I may add, even, even, even if I am not, not a specialist on that, on that automobile, uh, automotive thing, I, I, I may add some some thought on that. I, I do believe exactly that what Mr. Sayona describes, that the necessity of a mind shift uh, or a change in, 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 in the perception uh, within lawmakers as well as those that have to do have to deal with regulation in around that what digitalization does mean. Digitalization is around data and nothing else and it's about data processing and when you look at this automotive market sector uh, uh in in the understanding in and around G gdpr uh a car is not any longer a car it's a device uh, uh and 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 we all have to understand that it is about a device that's the first thing uh and the second thing is and that's Potentially, uh, the overall setup within within the regulators and uh, uh, and that scene, it is more about that we really have to go forward from a European perspective and understand that data and data processing is a chance and an opportunity, uh, and and it has to be about the future, we can see that uh, in several of these laws that are under development or, or, or where some people had tried to, uh, to find regulations by emphasizing the risk-based approaches. Nevertheless, uh, the historical setup is more about risk avoiding approaches. And when you look at the future of Europe, it is more about understanding data and data processing uh, being something uh, that is a chance.
otherwise uh, it might not be the best result for the economic welfare of the European Union. Well, thank you. And since we are on the topic of data, I was wondering, Mr. Dur, if you could also elaborate on your take on the German federal cabinet and its adoption of the new national data strategy and how it relates to the GDPR enforcement or whether it even relates to the GDPR enforcement. Well, thanks for, for, for picking that up. Yes, uh, uh, fully agreed. Well, we, we, we are from the, uh, uh, from our association's point of view, as well as our members' point of view, quite glad about a, a bit of renewed focus of the general, uh, of, of the German government on data and digitalization. And, and, and so from a set what's written in that so-called national data strategy uh, 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 we are quite happy uh, that this strategy focuses on the opportunity of using data for the upcoming transformation process so it does seem that there is a mind shift already happening nevertheless uh, it is really important to bring that into action and when i look at several of those other initiatives that you see and, 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 and that we already had discussed, whether it's uh, the European Media Freedom Act, whether it's DSA, whether it's uh, the DMA, whether it's the AI Act, uh, whether it's the Data Governance Act. Uh, uh, well, there are lots of acts uh, I could mention here. It is really a heavy thing to harmonize it at all. But, and that's quite important uh, overall, uh, that we also have to reach the citizens as well, some may say the consumers, because it is quite right that the consumer has to be in the center of anything. So it's really about an educational approach that is quite necessary to really educate, inform the consumer and a European or the citizen about the usefulness of their data and the, well, surplus that might be the result of the usage of their data for their better living. And what we can see is that the national data strategy that had been uh, tries to tackle that, that we have seen now in, in uh, being, being well finalized in between finalized by the German government tackles that and tries to solve that interest of both perspectives. And we hope that we will have the power and the, the German government will have the power to fulfill that, what it's written there. So there is still a chance, but we have to hurry up. If I can add one, uh, one comment on what uh, you just said. Uh, you said uh, that uh, uh, you have to educate and we have to educate consumer. I would add also that we have to educate uh, manufacturers because my experience is that there are some companies 
there are some, uh, you know, some, some uh, enterprises which have understood the importance of data and they are leveraging this, uh, this knowledge uh, and they are growing in a way which is by far uh, much higher and more significant than others simply because they can use data. And in my view, the use of data in a, uh, you know, in a legal way, but in a productive way, it's something which is absolutely important and not all industries understand this. This is quite clear to me. And, and I think that uh, also industries have to understand exactly, you know, the importance of data because uh, in many areas I've seen, uh, you know, lots of, uh, you know, black holes, uh, which are very concerning from, from an economical point of view. Since we're already on the topic of recommendations of how to make uh, data protection more effective and how to enforce the GDPR, I was wondering if there's anything else any of you would like to highlight or add to what we've been discussing during the last 25 minutes. I think that what we need, uh, at least from my perspective, is a completely shift in the mindset of the authorities, uh, both from a legislative point of view and from a uh, implementation point of view. Presently, the authorities are acting as they were acting 25 years ago. Uh, and the world is completely different. The world of uh, 2000 on, uh, or 1995, when the, uh, yeah, the first uh, uh, directive was introduced and the uh, world of today are completely different. Yet, the, uh, both legislators and uh, authorities are moving exactly in the same way. They write their uh, newsletters, they meet uh, twice a year, uh, the EDPB meets, um, I don't know, one, once a month. Uh, they come out with the white paper and the black paper, but there is no real addressing the real issue. How data is used, what are the, 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 the next steps, what are the next boundaries, what are the next uh, uh, areas which uh, will uh, be addressed, and where do they need to put, you know, their resources and, uh, and where do they need to understand the new markets and uh, what is coming for new? I still see a uh, traditional approach, you know. We are uh, regulators, we are the authorities, uh, this is the law and we will uh, decide on what is the law. And that's it, what they're doing. They're not taking any proactive uh, 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 approach and to me uh, this means that uh, uh, they don't seem to understand exactly what is going on. From the legislative point of view, as we've said before, uh, there should be a someone who will have to look at all the pieces of legislation, as uh, Mr. Dewar said, and make sure that they are clearly and uh, clearly harmonized in a way that they are easy to understand, easy to be implemented, and uh, this will help both consumers, but it will help also the industries. Because when the laws are easy to understand, 
the first one to take advantage of it are the industries and the, the, the next one are the consumer as well. So this is, is my view. I think that there is a, the need of a complete change in mindset, which uh, we haven't seen so far. I may add the following fully uh, uh, in, in line with that, what Mr. Salona has said. Uh, so there is a famous word in Germany that's called bureaucracy. Uh, and the principles of bureaucracy does not seem to have changed the last 10 or 20 years. And they are not really covering and reflecting that what has changed in between. When you take a Should look back at what when when GDPR, uh, for example, came into action. It had been more than five years ago. When you look at the process uh, before uh, the last uh, reading uh, in, in in the European Parliament, then it has been seven years ago. When you imagine and go back, what? 2015 and that's approximately the last time when after two years negotiations within within the european parliament gdpr reached uh the, the finish line just a quick example uh tiktok did not exist uh in 2015 or it existed as uh, something that had been a startup called musically and This describes a bit the way how reality has changed. Nevertheless, the way how lawmakers, as well as those that have to deal with this set laws, are working is still a bit working along the principles of the analog century. And this is not that what helps. So we need some kind of speed in the way laws are processed, potentially revisited. And I do believe it's a quite a good example when you look at GDPR, because what has been promised more than seven years ago that the GDPR should be revisited always, always in a regular manner. And after five years, we see a first next approach on anything that might be added and where the GDPR might be revisited. And that is not the speed that, the, that Europe needs. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for your time. This was really insightful. That's all we've got time for this week. Don't forget to sign up to our free Tech Brief newsletter to stay on top of tech news and digital policy developments in the EU and beyond. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Amazon Music. This episode was produced with the technical help of Evie Kiori. I'm your technology reporter Alina Klasen and thank you for listening. <laughs>